Welcome back to a severe case of indecision and our completely biased opinions, uh, along with Ian laughing at his own jokes for straight 40 minutes. You're listening to Sound Audits. We know what you like to hear out here. Um, shit, what are we talking about today, Tyler? We're talking about Billie Eilish. We talked about her in just a, or Tyler talked about her, rather. Just a tiny bit for a sliver of a second uh, in our top 10, <laughs> top 10, um, top, uh, top 10 songs of 2018, which was last year at this point. God damn. <laughs> yeah, I know. Well, shit. Um, and we're talking about, what's the album called? What do we call it? Don't Not, Smile at Me, smile the at me. EP. Is it an EP? Yeah. Which is crazy because okay. it's a it's the length of a of an album. Yeah, it is. It could uh, be a full could, length album. It could be a full length album. It's under Apple Music. It's titled as an album. Yeah. Which um, is interesting. Should we get into talk about who she is first? Yeah. Keep in mind, this is not a new album. This album's for 2017. It's two years old at this point. When was the no? Music? It came out in August 11th, 2017. That's a little over a year. That's a year and a half. Okay, year and a half. That's not that old. That's not that old. (laughs) Go ahead. You're an ass. I don't think it's that old. It's not that old. It's not like, it's not a classic or anything. Uh, It's not yet. Not yet. Not yet. I I get the feeling that we're going to have some differing opinions on this album. I get the feeling that we're going to have some strong disagreements here on what we liked and didn't like. Because I know you are a large fan of this album ever since you started listening back in, like, November or something like that. I'm guessing you probably like just about every song on here. I listened to it for the first time on the 26th of December. All the way through. But you started listening to songs of hers back in November. Yeah. I listened to the whole thing all the way through. I've listened to it through a couple of times. I've I've heard it. I saw it on the top charts at one point because when I'm bored, I'll just scroll, scroll through Apple Music, see what kind of shit's on trending or something like that. And that, at, at one point, I think that was like 27th on the trending albums. This is not... Keep in mind, this is not like... This is sort of indie pop-ish, but at the same time, it's not because it's still mainstream. It made some mainstream waves. Um... Um, and I listened through it, through it, through it, um, I think sometime earlier last year. Um, so it was very fresh then. Yeah. Well, it wasn't like super fresh, but it was like a year old. Um, but anyway, talk about it. Go ahead. You probably know more Um, about Billie Eilish than I do. I'm not going to start talking about the album yet, but basically, do you know what her full name is? (laughs) It's so long. She's from LA, right? Yeah. Her name is Billie Eilish pirate I'm pirate gonna, i'm gonna butcher this b-a-r-b-a-i-r-d baird Bayard o'connell pirate baird o'connell so yeah. she has five names yes what in she, the fuck she, kind of parents does she have she goes by the first what two. kind of psychopaths name their children five names in 27 uh 20, when was she born now people from los angeles <laughs> <laughs> High and fucking mighty God. Just kidding. So she was born on December 18th of 2001. 2001. It makes me feel pretty bad about myself because she's... She's only a year younger than us, isn't she? Yeah, she just turned 17. Um, yeah. 
She's yeah. originally from Highland Park, Los Angeles. She was homeschooled until 2015 when she went viral with the release of her song Ocean Eyes, Fair which enough. accumulated over 132 listens on Spotify alone in the course of three months. This should be a lesson to everyone. Homeschool your kids because homeschooling creates geniuses. And as displayed in, by me and Tyler. And we are straight geniuses. We aren't the biggest dumbasses that I've ever seen in my entire life. We haven't jumped off the backs of cars. cars. We haven't cut open our legs on miscellaneous items. Can we haven't um um <laughs> anyway, go ahead. Keep going. Um, her song, uh, I Don't Want to Be You Anymore, reached number one on Billboard in this year. Did it really? Year, 2018, yeah. And Copycat reached oh, number fuck. 16. Both are on this album. Seriously, Copycat made top tracks? Did. I'm surprised it was. Well, I know Ocean Eyes was. It was a sensation. big deal. Um, I remember seeing her videos everywhere, and I remember seeing her, I think, on the Fine Bros. Yeah, no, I saw her name a bunch of times before I even saw her album, and it's just all over the internet. She's an internet sensation. She kind of reminds me of... I didn't listen to her. She reminds me of Lord in that sense. Lord was the same deal. Her music reminds me a lot of Lord. Having had listened to all of Lord's projects, comparing the two, they are very, very similar in style. I get the feeling that Lord takes a more folky edge, though, and Billie Eilish takes a more hip hoppy edge. I would agree. Along with R and B. What I didn't get was a lot of, and I st- I think that in the interviews I've seen, Billie Eilish believes that in her EP she's set herself apart from other artists, and I don't I don't entirely agree with that. I think I don't that either. I think that she's taken a lot of elements from other artists and other influences and with that she has produced a sound but it certainly seems very borrowed to me let's get one thing out of the way here this is a pop album this is not an alternative album this is not anything else you want to it has elements of other things like alternative pop it has some electronic it has some i guess you'd call it sort of hip-hop and you have like the song i don't want to be you anymore um, bar- borrows greatly from R&B time um, but this is all in all a pop record she writes pop music get that out of the way real nice and quick and fat here I get it out of the way real fat <laughs> <laughs> uh, is there anything this song else? or this album oh. is 9 tracks long okay yeah, but Again, how long is it? It's 30 27, minutes? 27 minutes. 27 minutes. Oh, I thought it was longer than that. No. Okay, so it's like an but EP. Let's be honest here. Kanye West dropped like four albums that were seven songs long and 23 minutes long, called them albums. So the idea of an album, and I've heard that there is a <coughs> Daughters album, which is a noise rock thing, that um, dropped an album way back earlier in the decade of the 2000s, and dropped an album that was 11 minutes long. Who? Daughters. They dropped an album, a full album, full album. It was like 12 tracks long. Wow. An 11 minute long album. I don't know how I feel about that. I don't know how I feel about that either. I, <laughs> I, yeah. That's getting to the point where you're playing around with some weird shit there. So Billie Eilish yeah, came. We can call it a full length album. Billie Eilish came. Uh, on tour 
this November. I think it was November. Went, not came. November 8th. Huh? Went on tour, not came on tour. I, I was going to say she came here, but she, oh, she, she came to uh, DC. 9.30 Club? Yes. That's what I thought. And I had a bunch of friends that went, and I didn't really know who she was. So, I, I mean, I didn't go. But looking back at it, I'm very, very disappointed I didn't go. Because she was 16 at the time. Like, that's going to go. If I've she, heard her live set's insane. If she comes back to, uh, if she goes forward and creates more music and gets even bigger and bigger, that would be like seeing Taylor Swift when she was 16 to blow up and become this stadium person. I don't think she's going to become another Taylor Swift. I'm not saying that she is. But look at Lord. Lord was the same exact thing. And she just did a stadium tour this spring Mm -hmm. and she played uh the anthem in dc a year ago Mm -hmm. so in that time frame right i did Um, oh yeah oh yeah incredible um but getting off point i wish i had gone it would have been incredible to see her in that tiny venue i mean you would have been 40 feet from her in the furthest place yeah i i get the feeling that she's not going to be doing arena tours this next one but she's gonna be no. But close. she's gonna be where John Bellion is yeah, on the next I, that's what I was when the next say. album drops. She's gonna be playing very large rooms. She'll yeah. probably play the anthem in DC next, unless if she plays uh, the Metro Gallery or some other large room. Yeah. Is the is Echo Stage bigger than Nine Thirty Club? Yeah, Echo Stage is really big actually for a, for a club. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Echo Stage holds... 3,000 people? No, it's more than that. 5,000 people? I think it's around 5,000. I know the max capacity, though. They can really max it out. 500 people more than that. 930 holds 1,200 count, and they can pack maybe 45 more people in, and it's going to be real cramped. Yeah, no, I got you. I've seen two sold-out shows there, one being Judah and the Lion. The other being Judah and the Lion. No. I only went to one sold-out Judah show there. I can't remember what the other one was. was it, did Eden play in He did, but I didn't go. That was in April of this year. Oh, Eden played a different venue. This then. past year. Yeah, no, that was a completely different venue. Never mind. Yeah. Um, but I wish I'd gone. It would have been monumental. But, hey, maybe I'll get to see her before she turns 18 yeah. and is an adult. That would be sick. She's playing at the Reading Festival, which I'm considering going to, because that's pretty I close. I think she's also playing at Coachella. That's not close, Ian. I know but she's still playing at Coachella. <laughs> okay. I see that all over Instagram. The, the relevance is is somewhere, but I'm not linking it. Ian's got hey, it. Hey, maybe there brain. are some people that are around Coachella. If you want to see Billie Eilish after you hear us talk about her because we influence you so much that you absolutely feel like you can't not like the album after we like an album, go right ahead and see her at Coachella. I don't fucking know. We have people that I never thought would have listened from other countries, apparently. And that just blows my goddamn mind. Like, what in the hell? Back to the album, though. Um, we'll get to the things that we liked first, I guess. Right? right Again, I've, I feel like we're going to have some strong disagreements here, but we'll, we'll, we'll talk about it. I don't know what we did like. Um, I don't even really know where to start. I guess first track? I, we can start with Copycat. Let's go for... I, actually, let's start with what she was going for on this album. Okay. Badassery. Okay. I hear a lot... I know we talked about the badassery on the Lucy Swan uh, podcast, and there was a copious amount of it. Um, and I would say that going for some badass 
was uh, definitely in the forefront on this album, and it's very, very apparent on Copycat, the first track. Holy shit! Okay, go ahead. I, I can stop talking. Well, and then the other, I guess the other theme across the album is being sort of angsty teenager. Let's go with that. She is an angsty teenager writing pop music, and she writes breakup songs but it's also there there's some self-deprecation mixed in there which uh we'll get to i i get the feeling some of these elements are better relayed than some of the other ones but we'll get to that go ahead talk about copycat i almost get the feeling with a lot of the music that her lyrics are too mature for her age did you ever get that feeling like i felt like I a got lot the of feeling it... that some of her lyrics were really immature no, that's not what I mean. I'm talking about a lot of the songs, the experiences that she has. It's like, how in the hell have you lived through this experience as a 16-year-old? I don't know if she has, is the thing. I I get the feeling that it has from all the interviews I've seen. I've done I've done a lot of research on it. I wouldn't her. be surprised. She, gets, she talks about later on in the album, I think she talks about running from the law at one point. I, it, like, that, no, she, has a, she has a song that's about murder. One of the songs. Oh, is it? Yeah, and that's just a... It's like a metaphor. Uh, Bellyache, number six. It, okay, it is. Okay, yep, that's what I figured. Bellyache is a song about a fictional story. Um, Let's just talk about Copycat first. Yeah, before we all get right. There. Let's just go ahead and say Copycat is definitely one of the best songs on the For sure. project. For sure. Um, there is absolutely no contest when it comes to that. There's like three of them, or... Er, I think, like, one other one that I liked that much, maybe, which is Bellyache. We'll so, Copycat was produced uh, and co-written by Billie Eilish uh, and her brother, her Phineas. Her brother? Her brother does all of the mixing, all of the editing, all of the so co-writing. So, he is the, basically the mastermind. Huh. He wrote Ocean Eyes, and she made changes of it to it, sung on it, and released it, and it was a big hit. But he, so it's not like he's he basically the mastermind. Not necessarily, because since then it's been a a fifty fifty type of thing. I don't, I doubt that he's getting all the credit. Because, no, I doubt it too. But I mean, if you look on like Wikipedia, if you were to look at who wrote the album, you know, it'll Billy Eilish and Phineas yeah. O'Connell, because that's what he goes by. Billy, her name is Billy Eilish, Pirate Baird. Pirate. Yeah. P I R A T E, Pirate O'Connell. Nice, God, solid. What the hell, they're from no, L A. I Kept know them some slack. they're from L A. Potheads. God damn. <laughs> is this called Billie Eilish a pothead? Maybe. <laughs> she is. Come on. No. Uh, yeah, yeah. I don't know. She seems like a sweet person, though. I think she is. she's super genuine. She doesn't BS at all. I've seen that. I've seen a couple of interviews, and she seems like a she seems like a very very. I'm not going to say level headed because I don't think she is a level headed person, but I think she uh, she's I will call it down to earth. Uh, call it grounded, maybe. Just a different kind of grounded. But anyway, copycat's badass. Copycat. Um, do you want to talk about instrument? I'll let you talk about meaning because I didn't dive that deep into meaning. Go ahead. I didn't necessarily either. Oh, okay. Well, never mind. Copycat's just fucking badass. How does this song start off? Would you call 
copycat atmospheric almost. Yeah. Would you call it atmospheric? Okay. Sure. I, I, I get the feeling from the verses that it's kind of atmospheric. Yeah, I don't know, man. She, actually, you know what? Let's talk about song structure because she uses this song structure a couple of times um, in the in her in her music. I guess a couple of songs use it. Uh, Belayek is another one where she does usually the it goes from like an eight bar, maybe a sixteen bar intro, um, like instrumental intro into the first verse, and then you get the chorus. Right? She'll go instrumental intro for like eight bars go into the first verse and then act like she's going into the chorus, but it's actually just verse two. And then there's a pre-chorus that goes into a chorus. I think that's an inter- more interesting song structure than just verse, chorus, verse, chorus, bridge, chorus, verse, chorus. There is none other verse. There's usually just two more choruses and then fade out. But I'm... I, from the lyrics, I'm guessing she's ta- talking about other people wishing that they could be her, which I get the feeling that there are definitely people that wish they could be her. I just, it, it's a, it's a cocky, um, in your face kind of topic to talk about, but that's, I get the feeling that that's who she is anyway. So I'm kind of looking past the cockiness. Um, but, um, I really, really like how unforfucking giving she is. She does not let up. It's all just badass in your face. And I I can appreciate that. Um, and it's about all these people trying, I, I guess, to either want to be her or take her down because they're jealous of her. I get the feeling that's a bit of both. But um, you get the atmospheric hits. You get the a bunch of the... It, I don't even know what to call those. I Whatever. But you, pre-chorus hits and you get this monstrous bass. You get this monstrosity dick base. It's large. We'll just call it large. And the same thing with the chorus. You still get that base. And it's basically there the rest of the song. Maybe you get a break from it from the verse. But the the base, the size of the base in your ears alone is fucking badass shit. You got anything to say over there? You're being awful quiet. I'm just letting you talk. I Go for it. I think uh, I think that maybe we have different ideas on meeting. I got more of the feeling that the whole song is about people using her wealth, like people trying to take advantage of her because she has what they don't. People trying to not necessarily steal what she's created but people taking taking advantage I, think I can see that too trying to you know whether it's clothes or money or whatever trying to trying to trying to steal her style for the benefit of themselves and her dealing with that as a 16 year old kid but she definitely I feel like in this song gives off a more mature absolute response by the way I love I love how she just does this whole bridge beautiful piano and, and then, then she at just, the end yeah hold on, hold on wait 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 how does it go how does it go the bridge is oh yeah i'd hate to see you go i hate to be the one that told you so uh and it's this soft like piano ballad almost thing and then she's like she keeps telling these people that she's sorry for everything that she said in the song and then at the end just psych 
and then it goes back into the fucking badass. Blah, blah, blah. The the size of the go listen to the. Are we gonna add that as like a transition? Do you think maybe? Sure. Okay. Because I th- I think you need to listen to the bass in order to get the entire feeling instead of just listening to me go. Blah, blah, blah. But that is effectively the best I can do with my voice. Anyway. What's the next track that you? Really How about like? we talk about "I Don't Want to Be You Anymore"? Mm-hmm. I think that's this another. Is, uh, this is where we get into the self-deprecation area of the album, and this is one of the themes that I like better because I get the feeling that she has experience with this, and she goes into it very well. Well, let's just say that. And let's be honest here: being self-deprecative is not a strange thing for a teenager. Um. I think we've all been there at one point, but it seems like there has been extensive research into this area, Um, and I think she's very, very good at the storytelling behind this, the way that she words everything. I'll let you talk more about this, since you just let me wail on about copycat. Um, As far as notes go, I didn't really have too much. Uh, Basically, the song... The song is about her trying to, it's her trying to get away from the thought of her lover, right? After a breakup, what would you say? I think it's trying to get away from herself. Or maybe it's more of a human condition thing because it says if she's not directly referencing herself all the time, the chorus starts off saying if teardrops could be bottled, there'd be swimming pools filled by models. Um, and I... <clears throat> I get the feeling that she's trying to convey what fame does to you, in a sense, uh, here, and it's like, the next line goes, she says told, but I think it's, she's saying, I was told, I was told a tight dress is what makes you a whore. Wow. Wow. If I love you was a promise, would you break it if you're honest? Tell the mirror what you know she's heard before. I'm guessing she is just her reflection, honestly. That's who I'm assuming that she's talking to there. And she's saying that I don't want to be you anymore. Talking to herself in a mirror. I don't want to be you anymore. All right, you're right. Self, self-deprecative to the nth degree. And I can appreciate it because it's it's done very well. And it's conveyed in her voice and her vocal confl- inflection. And this song, it has an R&B swing to it. The the beat's super like dippy, like it kind of the the pocket is really really good. I wonder if this song has much. I'm sure it does, but this song must have s- something to do with her uh, a- appearance, the way she presents herself. She always wears brightly colored oversized yeah, she's clothing. Let's let's say that she's what all, what what the fuck else do you expect from LA? But she's eccentric. Let's just let's just go with that. But if the lyrics of the song are "tight clothes make you a whore," it probably has something to do with how she is uh, presenting herself now. Yeah, that probably put her in a I position where she needs to make adjustments. Yeah. Can we talk about my boy? Because I think it yeah, might have been. I'm gonna I'm I'm gonna talk about that in the next section. Well, that's a bummer because I love the music aspect of it and i think that the uh the song is set up for pop fans but i still like it i think it's catchy um 
It is catchy. It's a simple concept that has a very similar... I like some of the lyrics that she does on My Boy. I think she's clever with some of the way that she talks about, like, how this guy that she has seen as an ass, but she talks about, like, how he likes his friends like she likes her split ends, which is really funny. Um, I think some of her wordplay is good. I just think that there is an aspect of trying a little too hard, but I'll get into that. I can see that. I think that this song gives you a a small glimpse into her personality when the song breaks away for a click um, of her going, all right, dude, dude, go (laughs) trip over a knife. Go trip over your knife. Totally her. If you watch an interview with yeah, her, she's I, so, I don't know how to feel about that, honestly. She doesn't take herself seriously. It reflects in her music, and I don't know. I don't mind it. I think it's funny. It gives it gives you a a, a, a bigger idea of who she is, yeah. for sure. What do you think about Watch? Or do what, what, what should we talk about next? I mean, I think Watch is one of those songs where I hear... I just hear Lord. Yeah. I this is a hundred and ten percent. Especially like style. the what's it called? And then like all the the second vocals coming yep. in. It's this yep. dipping thing where she slowly moves up the register. Uh I can hear that in Lord definitely. Um, I mean the song itself is about uh her perspective of confusing love as she can't grasp why she isn't with the person she's supposed to be with. And I think it's a mature uh, look at a song. Definitely more mature than you would think for a 16-year-old. All right, if this came out in 2017, does that mean she was was 15? Right? Uh, It had to be. She just turned 17. So this song, she would have been 15 when this album was recorded and put out. Think about that. I don't want to think about that, honestly. Makes me that, feel like I'm doing fucking nothing with my life. That gives me a new perspective entirely. She was 15 when all of this was done. She wasn't 16 until after it was released. That's huge. Yeah. That's incredible. All right, what should we move on to next? Party um, favorite, bellyache. I think bellyache's pretty sick. I. This is more self-deprecativeness. Um, yeah. I think it is, and I don't have a problem with I it. I don't either. Um... Um, it looks like actually she's talking about killing her friends. That's what I get from this. It's a fictional story. Yeah. It would be like if you took a Johnny Cash song. This is another song that. About killing uh, someone and took it seriously. It's not meant to be taken seriously. It's a story. I know. Uh, But it goes from the verse one to the verse two and then pre-chorus and then chorus, which I can can dig. I actually, I'm actually a big fan of the structure of her songs. I think that she doesn't get enough credit for the way that her songs are laid out when it's very unconventional compared to the rest of the pop scene. I think she could play around even more with it, honestly, instead of, because I know there are songs that really play with structure that barely even have a chorus like it, it they i feel like she could get weird and nuts with them but maybe that's just me um and she talk she talks about in this song uh how she's losing her mind um and i fucking love the the switch um how does it start out it starts out with this cute little guitar riff kind of thing and her knocking on the wood of the guitar which i i'm a fan of that kind of style you know, I've seen a bunch of people on who do YouTube covers who don't even have a fucking drum set that will just knock on their like Ed Sheeran kind of thing to do. Um, 
Uh, I'm a fan of that. Um, and then it moves into this bass-driven, vocal-driven fucking, maybe it's in the gutter. I love that switch. You nailed that. Did I? Yeah, you did. Sick. 100%. You can hit me up anytime if you ever need me to lay down a vocal or two for a track. Oh, I am always here. Piss off. <laughs> I am an expert vocalist. Um, I'm. I love the fucking the fucking uh, wording that she uses in the chorus. How uh, w- uh, where I maybe it's in the gutter, gutter where I left my lover. What an expensive fate. I love the wording it's of that. It's a good that. line. And then it says, My V is for Vendetta. I thought that I'd feel better, but now I got a bellyache. It's good. That, I, I, that's pretty fucking good. I Is it my V? Or, I, said, I thought it said, Now V is for Vendetta. I don't know if this is, is she talking a about bad thing, but I'm curious, I'm curious uh, which lines are solely hers. Yeah, I don't know. Now that I know that everything was co-written... I wonder how much of it was hers. Yeah. I, I'm getting the feeling that her brother did mastermind some of it at least. Certainly Obviously. with the music, because she's not uh, a producer by any means that he is. So all of the instrumental, solely him, with the exception of perhaps the ukulele. Yeah, use. some of the live stuff. In oh, the can guitar. we talk about what song was it? Party favor. Yeah. That, where it starts off with the phone call or whatever. That's pretty cool. The whole the whole song is based around leaving a voicemail to an ex. It's kind of cool. It's very unique. Certainly, yeah. I haven't heard it before. It's not. That's a. It's a unique perspective, at least. It's a very uh, cool. Perspective. I don't know. Well, I'll get to that. Whatever. It's kind of a. I guess it's kind of a a shitty thing to leave a a call to your ex boyfriend on his birthday. But hey. You yeah, do whatever. you, Billy. You do you. You do you. Um, man child. And the last three songs, I think I'm going to take a shit on. So if you like anything about those, you can go ahead and voice your opinions now. We'll see you in the next section. Rip. favorite time of the day this is where where everything that we have uh beautified becomes an atrocity yep that we get excited okay uh where should we start my boy i'm gonna start there because i think this song is try hard as shit um i think the production is good 
and I think that her vocals on all of the songs on this album are great, mostly, I think. Um, but it sounds like she's just trying so hard to be just as badass as she was in Copycat, and it's not coming across for me like that. Like, it, the first part is slow. Like, she took, that's another thing, actually. She starts out slow. It's kind of predictable as well, because she's already used this format where she starts out slow. She goes into a badass chorus, goes slow verse again, badass chorus, slow verse again, badass chorus. It gets pretty predictable after a while, you know? Um, and that's the thing. The thing about Bellyache is it follows that, but it's, again, it's self-deprecative, and it, the, the, the chorus is badass, right? I, I think it's effortlessly badass. You know, like, she's she does it without trying. That's not what I get. She's, like, from my boy, especially with the content that she's trying to convey. It just, it doesn't across come across like that for me. You know, maybe that's just me. But, what, oh. I don't really have the same opinion towards it because I think that the song knows what it is, and I think it hits exactly what it's going for. I don't, but go ahead. You go ahead and talk about the I'm, next one. I mean, I've already talked about my boy and what I like because I think that no, I the, song, the, song. the song is Dumbass. a pop is a pop song. It's it's got the formula to be that. It's gonna appeal to the to the to the crowd that likes that type of uh, Billie Eilish, and I don't think that there's anything wrong with that because the song knows what it is, and I think that on that, in that regard, it doesn't fall short at all. And you have, to, I, in my opinion, you have to look at it that way. I don't think it falls short there, if you're not looking at it in terms of how creative it is and and where it's at. It's better than any pop song that you would normally hear on the radio, probably, probably. in my opinion. So. Looking at it that way, from a again from a, from a production standpoint, it's real good. You have to give it to her. Um, Should we talk about watch? Yeah, watch. I thought that this song was kind of not a Draggy. blatant ripoff, but it was certainly the style of Lord completely ripped off. And I'm sure I could find a side by side comparison of two uh, a, of a Billy Eilish song and a Lord song, and you would just not know the difference of who the artist is. And I don't like that. You need to find your own voice. You need to find your own sound. And I think that can be a struggle for her. But again, she was 15 when yeah, this came I think, out. Yeah, so I think that when... Not giving her crap for it. I, I, no, I, th I think that she has trouble with finding her own sound. And I think on a songwriting front that she needs to to mature a little bit more. Uh, I thought... I, I, I thought the lyrics were just mediocre at best on the song like it's not it's not anything super special um can we hop I actually over? I don't I don't fucking it, the, the lyric that goes I'll sit and watch your car burn with a fire that you started in me but you never came back to ask it out ask the fire out I don't get that at all I was confused when I was I was listening to this in the car on the way over and I was like wait a minute does that sound right? It doesn't sound right to me. It just doesn't. I, I think the song drags a little bit. I didn't put that much thought into it. Can we hop over to Hostage? Mm-hmm. Um, I just thought that the song was pretty slow. It's drug out way too long. And it's certainly not it's the... It's boring! It's not the, it's not the strongest songwriting we've heard from it her. It is not the strongest songwriting. I think the guitar, the way it's produced, and the way that it sounds is good... But I think that the lyrics are, again, less than good. Um, and 
I think the one thing that I liked about the song, and I was talking about this a little bit ago, was the fucking the cinematic sounding bass, but it almost sounds like what you'd hear from like I don't know if you if you got the trailer um, for any Marvel movie ever, you know the like the classic low that you hear at at the beginning of any Marvel trailer nowadays. That's almost what it sounds like. That's what I'm getting from it, and I wish. I don't know. I get the feeling that she could have gotten way more creative about the way she went about this song. And I just think it's boring as shit. I, l- I like the concept of party favor. I do not know what to think about the line, uh, you just want what you can't have. No way. I'll call the cops. If you don't stop, I'll call your dad. I think it's just immature songwriting. Yeah. I don't and think. I think I think she's trying to come across childish, but I still, I I don't know, man. I just I don't I don't know what to think about that. And I don't think the instrumentation on this song is anything. It, I I don't think it's super glamorous. I don't think. Well, yeah. I mean, it's like it's it's nothing. I. It's it it's, needs it needs to fuck. She needs to find her own voice on some of this stuff. Um, it's a very boiled down song to almost a factor that it's pretty raw and I think that the song is boiled down to her playing ukulele over the voicemail of a telephone that's pretty that's almost as raw as it can get yeah Um, I think that the song falls short in the word choice a lot of times it's like you would have been better off with a couple bars of playing ukulele and leaving out the lyric entirely. Yeah. And I, I think, think that that's just a, honestly talking a rookie about, mistake. I think honestly talking about, I think her strong point is not talking about past relationships. I think that that genre of pop has been played out to the point where it's almost unplayable for me at this point. Like I've heard so much about exes and shit like that. You hear it from just about every other pop artist that's out there. She talks about it differently. We'll give her that. But at this point, I think she does a much better job when she's talking about being either self-deprecative or she's talking about something in the industry or something like that. That's just what I get the feeling from. You know? I would agree, but there's always a million different ways to portray something. Yeah, and that's what I'm saying. She does portray... Most of the time, she kind of portrays it in a different way. I think she could go even more off that deep end there and make it even weirder, which I would be fine with. Maybe you're fine with safe music like that. If you are, then go ahead, listen. All that I'm getting at is that even though it's a... the, The topic has been milked to death and it's just it's old are and you boring. kidding me you that can... cow that cow's udders are not there anymore it's been milked to the point where it's like you have you the, my dad calls uh uh well yeah my dad will call a um when you when you're talking about some dude with uh uh let's say a penile condition he'll talk about uh what uh he'll call it a pencil stub with no lead right that's what it's called. That is effectively what the cow's udders are there, okay? They're out of milk. It's been milked to the point where you're basically milking a dead cow that's been dead for 15 years at this point. I... Anyway, go ahead. Talk about him, Burn. I was bad. It's the only feature 
That um, it is. So I don't. Like, I don't have a particular problem with Vince Stables um, in general. I think he's alright. I think there could have been much more thought put into the song. I think the strongest point of the song is the the the. I guess the duet that begins between the two. I think that the voices harmonize pretty well together. Was that Vince Staples singing? Yeah. I thought that the voices go pretty well together, but aside from that, and, and the beat is a little punchy, I guess. Aside from that, I think that the song kind of falls short, and it seems like two creative differences because I don't feel like they their styles work well together. And I think that you kind of get a uncohesive mess at the end of the song. Mm-hmm. It feels like it's two things that don't belong together being forced together in a bad way. And I think that a lot of musicians mess that up because you can be friends with someone in the music business and that doesn't mean you had to, you have to make music with them because, God, that can just go so, so poorly so quickly. And I think I, that's what happened. I can boil it down to uh, a pop song trying to be boiled down to the shittiest hip-hop song I've ever heard in my life because it is literally just a bass and some vocals and then this fucking annoying hi-hat. Could you have picked an any more annoying hi-hat, please? I don't know why. I was just listening to it today, and I I don't know what happened. That hi-hat just made me want to cut my fucking ears off. I just, I'm serious. I'm dead. Like, it, it just annoyed the shit out of me. Hey, I have, I a, just, qu- I have no, a question for you. If you cut off your ears, would you still be able to hear? You probably It'd probably be worse. What do you mean? Like, you cut off your... I get the feeling that this is sort of like a filter on the outside. You cut your ears off. I get the feeling that it's going, like, straight into your uh, eardrums. Got it. I thought that the shape of your ears just prevent things from going inside. Is that what it is? I think so. I, <laughs> I, I was bi- just I'm not a biology major. I didn't take biology at all. I'm 18, and I still haven't taken a goddamn biology course. Who needs you it? You all can Who needs it? suck it's fine. my fucking toes. <laughs> all right, let's go to the outro. I don't give a shit at this point. I'm trying to make people look at me, you know? Everybody's definitely looking. You dropped Don't Smile at me last That's, year. I mean. <laughs> um, and everybody is talking about this album. I, I, I just want to know, what's the biggest change for you since dropping the project? Like, you kind of went from being in your bedroom and now the world has it. Right. Uh, I mean... Well, what's funny about that is like, you know, we made the whole, I mean, we wrote all of the songs in my brother's bedroom and that's like, you know that, like, that's kind of how it is. But, and you know, like the world sort of knows it now and people around the world know it, like tons of, it's just insane and insanely surreal. But what's cool is like, you know, I'm still making music in his bedroom. We're still doing that. Like it's, I just, I just think like so many people just think that you need you need to rent a studio and you need to have all these producers there and all these co-writers and all these like people and, and it's like bro like if you want to make art like fucking make art like what are you doing you know right. like do it wherever you can like make it in a fucking closet right you know i think that's a generational thing i think we've been taught to that we need all of this stuff to make great music or great music videos or just great art in general yeah and, you know, your generation and, and you're a leader of that pack is really awesome. Just do it yourself and the rest of the world will follow. Exactly. That's crazy. Um, 
I, I feel like though your style, even more so than than your approach to how you make music, right? Um, your style doesn't feel like the average sixteen year old when I'm when I'm talking musically, like the stuff that I, I hear you write about, sing about. Um, you have a unique soul. It feels like my mother would always say, um, "Oh, that, that person's been here before. Like you lived another life or <laughs> That's something like that." Crazy. Um, what? Wh- where does that come from? What are the, what 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 are the influences that you have that kind of give you this kind of unique style that you have? I don't even know. Like I don't. I just I don't I don't know. Like I don't know. I've 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 always listened to just so much music. Like since mm-hmm. I was little, I was always listening to you know, 8,000 different things at once. Like, I cannot, I just, I've never been able to, like, survive without listening to music all the time. Mm-hmm. You know, like, once I lost my earbuds and I just, like, had a heart attack for, like, a week and it was crazy. But even since I was little, you know, like, in the car, my dad would make a bunch of mixtapes of, like, you know, tons of the Beatles and, like, Avril Lavigne and, like, Linkin Park and, like, Green Day and, like, My Chemical Romance and Sarah McLaughlin and, like, Peggy Lee and, like, all these, like, tons of different artists and different kinds of genres and, you know, with without sort of their stereotypes, if that makes sense, because I know that, like, a lot of the artists I just named especially, like, sort of, some some artists are sort of known to be, like, oh, that's kind of, like, it's almost like a joke artist, you yeah. know, like, certain bands and I'm, like, if you take your pride out of yourself and listen to the art that they're creating, it's like there's so much in there and it's so real. And the fact that like everybody's so like, ah, uh, yeah, but they're like a joke because like, it's like, shut up. Like it's their art because they, they, they made it because they wanted to. And that's what I look for in music and always have really. And I think especially lyrics are like, the number one thing, especially like the Beatles. Okay. Whoa. Even though they were like on acid the whole time where they were writing, like, I mean, what they came out with was pretty fly. So maybe I should <laughs> go on acid. See, like, <laughs> I saw, I was trying to stop you because I saw I knew, that's where you I were going it. with it. I was like, she's going to say it. She's going to say it. <laughs> How do we close this? What are, you, what are your final thoughts on this album? I'm I'm mixed. It's a mixed bag for me. I'd give it more positive than negative. And her being 15, I certainly give this more positive than negative, being that I could never create something this good. Yeah. And I'm 18, so. Oh, I could I could create something this good and better. Do Watch it. me do it. Do it. You're 18. What are you waiting for? <laughs> that sounded cocky as shit. You have it. Do I, it. I, 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 could, I could make something. I, I could write it. I could, but I'm just gonna. I'm sit just here gonna and sit not. here on my ass and take a shit all day. That's what I'd rather do. I I'd say that this album has some good ideas. I'd say that she has, as a young artist, a lot of potential, like so much. And if she moves in the right directions with it, uh, finding her own sound, like she did on a couple of the songs here, I think we have on our hands a musical force to be reckoned with. Um, but if she goes in the direction of the more sanitary, poppier stuff that was on this album, we may just have another fucking... What I would love to see from her is to find her new... is to narrow down her sound, find her own voice, 
And in doing that, if she stays popular the way she is, she could totally change the radio. And I think that would be yeah. Huge. She could she could change. It's not often. Music. It's not often that someone like this, like Lord did. Lord plays on the radio. Lord, oh, Lord I don't want to say it. She didn't. She didn't. She she wasn't like. What, what, who would you call? She didn't stick hero? around though. She didn't stay around. Yeah. She took. She released an album, and then went four years without doing anything, and then released another album. Toward. I really want to hear more from. I, if Lord releases an album, we have to review it. The thing is that if you want to change the game, you have to be consistent, and she hasn't been. So, Billy, being seventeen now, has the potential to do that, but we don't know yet if she will. It's exciting to see, though. Yeah. Hopefully, hopefully, it's been. It'll be coming up on two years this August. Yeah. Hopefully, she'll have another EP or something ready. I'd love to see a full album that she puts all of her effort into, but I'm yeah. not expecting that in the next. I won't expect that for another year or two. I wonder what would happen because I know there are so many artists that rely on other producers. This is sort of off on my own thing, but what would happen if those artists tried on their own to produce their own music? What would, like? Because I, I feel like she's talented enough and I feel like she's absolutely out of her mind enough to be able to do both. Uh, but she just have to have the practice. I get, I, the, I get the feeling that you have to be kind of nuts to do it. I don't think that any artist is entirely I, I think the best creative minds in music need other people no to help i agree them. but there are some people that have a crutch in that sense of relying on other people i'm not saying that Billie eilish necessarily does maybe she does maybe she doesn't i don't i don't know at this point i didn't look into that um but i'm just wondering if she fully tried to make a song on her own what would happen that's just that's just me though you know, the entire entire Trench album was produced by Tyler Joseph and Paul... Paul Miani, yeah. Paul Miani. And I'd say Tyler Joseph in the music business is one of the most creative minds. And he still wants somebody over his shoulder listening and giving advice. Oh, yeah, but not, again, not all of his songs did that. He sent them over to somebody else to be mixed, but he was still behind to producing Boar on songs like, I think Levitate was one of them. I think My Blood was one of them where he completely wrote them himself. Paul Miani was a hand, I think, in um, uh, second chlor- half, Chlorine. Second half of the album. Um, I think Pachita was still Petri- or Tyler. So what I'm saying is that no matter how good you get, you're still going to have somebody who... I, I'm not saying that you're not. I'm not saying that you're not. So I get your point, but I don't necessarily agree. I know. I was just wondering Okay. what would happen. I think it would be even worse than this. Probably. I think she needs other influences to push her oh, in the right sure. direction. But I don't think her on her own. I think she'd stick with borrowing from other people. Maybe. That's we'll my have opinion. To see. We'll have to see. What did what, what you think about this overall? Uh, I think I would give it a, a, a strong 7 out of 10. Strong 7. I'm a much harsher grader than you, apparently. I know you are, but she's fi- she was 15, so... I give it... And like, it's an EP. It's not an album. Yeah. So I it, give it a strong 6 to a late 7. Something around there. I'm looking at this as a 15-year-old's project. It's better than I could do. Mm-hmm. I think it's very impressive. In I, th- I, th- I think you could do very, very well. I just think you have, you'd have you have a completely different style of writing music. Yeah. I think if you were, you were not... If you were a... Music writer, you would not be in the Billie Eilish vein. You would be in the Lord Huron kind of vein. 
Absolutely. You'd write stuff like that. You'd write stuff like that. Absolutely. I'm going to try and put myself in the Trent Reznor area of things. Oh, screw off. Do you know who Trent Reznor is? I don't want to know. Trent Reznor is the lead vocalist for uh, Nine Inch Nails. You've never probably... Have you ever even listened to Nine Inch Nails? No. Get the fuck out of here. Go. Go take your shit on somebody else. Isn't Hurt by them? Yeah. The original version. I've heard that. It's bad. No, it's not. Yes, it is. No, it's not. It's not as good no. as it's not as good as my boy Johnny. I disagree. I think they are two completely different areas. I think we're off on this tangent. We can argue after this. Thank you guys for listening. Um, I'd say for a pop album, pop EP, whatever the fuck you want to call it. I guess it's a self-proclaimed EP. Um, this is worth a listen. Go check Billy Eilish out. Billy Eilish is insanely talented. Um and for sure she's worth a try maybe it's not your cup of tea maybe the entirety of this album is your cup of tea you'll have to go and see for yourself but thank you for listening go follow us at sound Oddest podcast on instagram we're always taking new suggestions and shit like that we've actually gotten one finally god it took so long and this is how we figured out we have listeners in other countries god damn this person's from fucking canada and that just blew my mind Thank you to all of our Toronto listeners who listen to this podcast because we love you all. Fuck everyone from America. If you're from Canada, we love you. Um, Go follow us on Instagram. Go shoot us a DM, something like that. Uh, You can follow our mains. Uh, They're linked in our bio. Um, New podcast coming out. I guess our new schedule now at this point is 9 a.m. Eastern Standard Time um, on Friday. And... That's all I got. What have you got? I mean, thanks for listening. We'll see you in the next episode. Yeah. Billie Eilish, I... What, I forget what the album's even called. Don't smile at me. Don't, don't smile at me. Peace out. Billie Eilish. Bye. <laughs>